Hello and welcome to the Rivals Podcast. I don't want to be here. Cambridge does want to be here. How are you, Cambridge? I'm fantastic again. Why yeah. are you fantastic? Go I on. mean, we're, we're just a brilliant, brilliant football club. I never thought I'd say that about Arsenal, but we are. We're a fantastic, fantastic football club. Um, and we, we, we dominated you again. You see, I would... I wouldn't say that you dominated us. When you look at chances on goal, it wasn't one-way traffic at all. You just took your chances thanks to our goalkeeper being utterly hopeless throughout the whole game. When you look at like the stats in terms of like possession, chances created, shots, they're very even. Yeah, no, uh, I, no, I was just hopeless where it mattered. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think I agree. Um, I'd say. First half, it was all us. I think you had a very Spurs-like first half, really. You've been exactly the same all season, where you've been hopeless yeah. in the first half. And then uh, second half, you came out a lot better. We looked on the back foot for, I think, the first half an hour. Um, Ramsdale was brilliant. He pretty much kept us in it. Kept yeah, us. I mean, you probably could have drawn. I don't think you would have, could have won. But I think without Ramsdale there, you probably could have drawn. Um, but yeah, I mean, Lloris... I don't know how much we're paying him, but I, he should get a raise after that. I mean, that was phenomenal. Um, um, we haven't actually said. If anyone doesn't know, it was 2-0 to Arsenal, by the way, at Spurs' place. Didn't, don't, we didn't say. You probably all know listening. If but, you didn't get that from context. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just Arsenal won. Um, yeah. yeah, you were saying about Lloris. I mean, we were saying, we both sort of agree. Lloris was a world-class keeper, but he's kind of gone past his sell-by date yeah. now. And I think that's just the perfect demonstration of the fact that, you know, we need to move him on. And nothing sums up Spurs better than the sort of statement that, you know, and all the information that's come out and gone. Tottenham Hotspur are looking in January for a new goalkeeper with the aim to appointment in the summer. Oh, for God's sake, just act decisively and do it now. Stop delaying it. And that is the problem with this football club. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, neither of your goals... Should be going in. I mean, the Odegaard, Odegaard one has Odegaard. more of a case. No, no, I have to, I have to, I have to disagree with Odegaard's. Because top keeper saves that. No, Odegaard, that was that. a great goal. That was a great goal. I think. I don't. I it's think a great goal, but Allison saves it. The second one, I don't even know what to say. I could have saved that. I think my grandma could have saved that. I have a bad back right now. I can't really move. I could have saved that. I could oh, have saved that easily. I mean, should we explain it for people? I mean, people that I mean, people that listen to this probably watch the derby, but um, if if it needs explaining, I'll explain it. Basically, Saka came in from the right, um, and basically he didn't even go for goal. Really, he just he just he just struck it at Lloris in probably an attempt to make him kind of palm it back out uh, mm. and into and into the feet of, of of one of our guys. But instead, he just did the job for us and palmed it. Into his own net, which was which was phenomenal. It did it did take a slight deflection, like very slight. That don't care. It's inexcusable. It, it shouldn't it shouldn't have gone in either way, but it did. So um, so yeah, here we are. Yeah, it did. You are right. No, but it, it is inexcusable to to let that in. You would I don't know. You could be playing for Leighton Orient, and that's an inexcusable goal to concede. Let alone in a North London derby. That man has gifted you two goals this season, and there was a stat that he's led to. I think twice the number of goals, like his errors are led to twice the number of goals than anyone else in the league, full stop. I think Harry Kane was better in goal in his one appearance in goal in the Europa League and he let a howler in. It's just, we have to get rid of him. And also Fraser Forster always drops a 10 out of 10 against Arsenal. I don't know what it is, but when he was with Southampton, he you hated the guy. And it's like, come on, how many chances does Lloris get? Conte in public is like, oh, I love Lloris. He's a world-class goalkeeper. He can't be thinking that in his head. He must go home to his wife and go, bloody Hugo again. Let us down. I mean, speaking of Conte, should we should we get on to him quickly? Because you sent me a message shortly after the game. Uh, hmm. It was probably born out of frustration, um, but it was just simply Conte out. Now, do you, stand, that? Do you stand by that? Or? It wasn't quite that blunt. But it was I mean, along those lines. Um, 
Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. So it was. Uh, sorry. What was it? It was. It was Conte has to go. Conte. Oh, yeah. That's not Conte out. Different. Um, oh. No. But the thing is with the thing is with Conte, serial winner, won trophies, blah 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 blah. But if it's if the current situation we're in right now is any other manager, he's been sacked already. It's because of the name Antonio Conte, and I'm not saying he's a bad manager. We don't have the players. For him, he doesn't fit with us. He wants to play it out from the back with a goalkeeper that is probably the worst with the ball at their feet in the league. I would say he he cannot have the ball at his feet. Um, and we have a defence, you know, like Sessegnon, Royale, um, Dyer, Longley. Like none of them are good enough for Conte's system. In fact, only Romero out of our entire back line and Perisic are good enough for Conte's system. And it's like you sign players, he... You, there's two choices. Sign, give Conte a contract and get him the players or just get rid of Conte. It's not going to work with the way Spurs work with just being useless and keeping Conte with young players. He's not that kind of manager. If you want to stick to your methods, you can't keep him. And I'm not saying he has to leave because he's not good enough. It's the wrong fit for our club at the moment. The right fit would be to back him, but Levy doesn't. And that's the sad truth. And I would much rather Levy go but he's not going to. You're in a difficult situation, but um, I am, I'm loving it. I'm loving the difficult situation you're in, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. The um, people that I live with were saying yesterday, they were saying Lloris is bottom three keepers in the league, which is just utter nonsense. He's not, I, don't, I don't think he's that bad. He's not that bad. He's, he's just, just, he makes errors, but he's not, he's a very good goalkeeper. So. But it, is, it is slightly indescribable when he's just come off you know, the, the World Cup he had. Mm. He had a, a fantastic World Cup where he was yeah. arguably the best keeper in the tournament. One of them. There's a case there, yeah. To now coming back to Spurs and making those kinds of errors. Like, I don't... I, it must be... It must It must be psychological. It has to be. Because there's no indication there. I mean, if you're, if you're put in a system as an outfield player that you're not good in, then you can make a case there. But mm. as a goalkeeper, you're it's pretty straightforward. Stop the ball from going in the net. Yeah. You haven't really got to play inside a system. That's not really your job. Your your job is to keep the ball out of the net. Yeah. And if you are making those kinds of errors, it's all on you. You can't blame anyone else. You know, especially like if you're if you're having to suffer constant one-on-ones because the defense is shite, that's not your fault. There's only so much you can do as a keeper mm. there. But if you're making those kinds of errors, it's just inexcusable. And no, it is. You know, um, I, I I love Hugo Lloris. I, I know he's one of the few Tottenham players that I have actually liked over the over the years because I thought he's been wasted there. But he, he is it is time to time to go, and we've had that conversation in the past. And yeah, yeah. I mean, rarely I I, I agree with you. I've said on here before, like I I like Forster, but it gets to the point where yes, we signed him as a backup. But with what you're seeing, you have to give him a chance. He can't be worse than that. Like no. it does not get worse than what Lloris was yesterday. No. So you may as well try him against City. Because yeah. like the more mistakes Lloris will make, this is gonna I don't know if this makes sense. The more mistakes he makes, the more mistakes he will make because of his confidence being yeah. low. That yeah. was worded badly, but I think you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas Forster's coming in, having not played badly for us. Yes, we lost 2-0 to Forrest. Neither goal was his fault, really. He conceded two to Brentford. Neither goal was his fault. And it's like, his confidence won't be low. He's just kept a clean sheet, albeit against Portsmouth, but a clean sheet like, a clean sheet. Yeah, exactly. Building on that, like, yeah. you're absolutely right. Like, you know, Lloris has set the bar so low that he can literally come in and be like, I, he can have that attitude of, I can't do any worse than that. Yeah. I can't. I physically can't. Unless I make an absolute howler of it, like which is catch it and walk it into his own net. Yeah, that would be worse. (laughs) That would be worse. Yeah, but um, or get confused at a goal kick and score. Actually, you can't do that, can you? No direct free kick. No, but that's not the point. But yeah, he can't be worse. He's better with the ball at his feet. You just have to give him a try. You really, really do. Yeah, But, but that you know, it is what it is. It says a lot when our best player is a twenty year old. Pepe Matesar, who was his first league start, who I actually think played well, considering the general context of the game. I think he played well. 
Sessegnon, I love the guy, but he's nothing more than a glorified Emerson Royale. He's literally an English Royale. He was awful. He was turned turned inside out by Saka for 90 minutes. Um, It's a baffling decision. We signed Perisic for these big games, and we haven't started him in it. It was... Who was it? Who was the commentator yesterday? I can't remember, but he Martin was he was basically yeah. So one of them was basically saying that uh, it, probably Martin Tyler that it was uh, Conte had made the decision to put Sessegnon instead of M, instead of Perisic because it was a more direct matchup because because of because of Saka's play style that he was very quick, yeah, twisty, turny, and I'm like. We literally, we signed Perisic in the summer for these games because we had such a young wing-back pairing on no. that left-hand side. And now he's just gone, okay, biggest game of the season and I'm not going to use him. It is baffling. It's absolutely baffling. I don't get it at all. It was it was very confusing, but that now means, uh, paired with Man City's loss to Man United, which we, I'm guessing we're going to get to in a second. We will get to that in a bit. That was controversial in itself. Uh, we are now eight points clear at the top of the table. Good for you. A um, couple of other things from yesterday. Martin Tyler is one of the most iconic commentators of all time. But, <laughs> but, but, come on, man! Like the first goal, it was yeah. pretty obvious. He didn't see it, and he looked because he was obviously looking at his paper or something. And then he just went, "Oh, it's a goal." Yeah. That oh, oh, it's him. <laughs> yeah. And then he, Gar- Gary Neville did nothing either. Gary Neville must have been looking at the same piece of paper. because I, mean, like, I was oh. confused, to be fair, because it's inconceivable that a goalkeeper concedes from that angle. Yeah, but anyway, but even the second Odegaard goal, um, fanta- I still think it should have been saved. Regardless, fantastic goal. Martin Tyler goes, oh, and it's in from Odegaard. But, oh, come on, man. Get off on your feet. Obviously, he's just not. Obviously, it's just not. Um, and obviously, the second thing, which... You would never want to see it a football match ever. Is the absolute idiot that is a Tottenham fan after the game uh, kicking Aaron Ramsdale in the back. Ramsdale's been Ramsdale gives it to fans. He does. That's him as a goalkeeper. He's been giving it to the Spurs fans all games. They've all game. They've been giving it back. And Ramsdale said in his post match interview, he's like, "It's football. You know that happens. I do it. Fair enough. If I give it, I expect it back." Richarlison kind of goes over, takes a bit of an exception to it. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think that's just him sticking up for his team. Some moron in the crowd to then come and boot him in the back. What are you doing? Obviously, Tottenham put a statement out and they were like, we'll identify him, he'll be banned from the stadium, blah, 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 blah. But what an idiot. What an idiot. 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 There's not much more football club really. for the sake of one idiot. Yeah, no, there's not much not much to uh, to add to that, really. No. But um, yeah, Absolutely thankfully, thankfully uh, Ramsdale is unhurt. I, I haven't heard anything about him being hurt. It, it, but... wasn't, a, it wasn't a hard kick. It's a yeah. terrible kick. That's yeah. not the point. But... It's good. Um, the other thing, how Romero and Xhaka, neither of them got sent off, I don't know. Romero was on a yellow and he, he did lunge into a challenge with Xhaka. He did. He didn't touch Xhaka. No, Xhaka went down. Yeah, that was... Xhaka that makes was a massive meal of it. dive. Um, uh, and all my mates in the sort of downstairs were like, it's still a second yellow because of the intent. And I'm like, that's he not, doesn't that's touch not, the key. You can't book him to get near a player. That's not how that works. But you don't score Sorry. a goal because you've got the ball near the goal. Yeah. <laughs> Go in the goal. Yeah. <laughs> they don't give you a, a penalty because you have the intention of getting yeah. a penalty. You get a penalty because you got tackled in yeah. Britain properly in the penalty. Yeah. yeah I mean, it, I get I get why Jack has done it. Like, I do get why Jack has done it. But, but you know, I think that was that was right. But, yeah. Um, and, yeah, you know, fair play, whatever. You've done well. I don't, I don't think I don't think you can save much more than that. To be honest with no. you, we said this the other day. If you'd have walked away with a two 0 win, I would have said fair play. You know, yeah. well done. But um, but yeah, we are clearly. I I think clearly right now, like based on form, we are the best team in the Premier League. But I don't think you can argue with that. No, I can't really. You know, I'm pretty fair in my opinions on here. I think clip it, clip it now. <laughs> Clip it now. Being clipped. Um, But yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Conte because he is just too stubborn. He does need to change the system and he's not. And we don't have the players for him. We're not going to sign the players for him. It will be interesting. It will be interesting. I mean, we can basically write the league off now. Go for top six and a trophy. I would take genuinely FA Cup and top six. I would take 
or you put every single possible egg you've got into a Champions League basket <laughs> and hope for the best. You know, I said a few months ago, if you win the Prem and we win the Champions League, we shake hands, one all fair play. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's one all, I think. That is a, that's a draw, I believe. Yeah, it is. Um, on to the Manchester derby. Yeah, let's talk about that. There's nowhere to go other than Rashford's... Well, it wasn't Rashford's goal. It was Fernandez's goal with Rashford's offside. How on earth has that been given? What in I the... saw... Do you know what? what? I'll, I'll, yeah, no, do you know what? I'll tell the truth. I was on... I was genuinely on the... Oh, okay, that's a goal. He didn't touch it. That, I was on that side of the fence uh, for a while. Right, and I was I was trying to defend it against my mates, and I was like, "Yeah, no, there was no, he didn't touch the ball." But then I came across an image on Twitter, and someone had basically okay. edited two two photos side by side, and they'd taken Rashford out of the picture. So they take they just removed Rashford yeah. from the picture, and Fernandez is nowhere near the ball, with the trailing D- Manchester City defender probably about five feet away. Yeah. So it would have been. An easy, easy clearance or a pass back to the keeper, whatever they wanted, like whatever they wanted. Yeah, that will that will go. That was not going to be a goal. So the fact that they're trying to say that Rashford hasn't interfered with play is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know how how it stood. I don't know how it stood. But that being said, fantastic win because it keeps us with a nice big gap at the top of the table. But it's just, it's just, it is, I don't understand. I really don't. I'm very, very rarely speechless. But how is he not interfering with play? And, you know, Akanji said in a post-match interview, he was like, I've stopped to play the offside trap because mm. I can see Rashford's going to be offside if I stop making this run, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It, and then if Rashford's not there, Akanji's still beating Fernandez to that ball. Yeah. And it's just like, if that's not interfering with play... Nothing is interfering with yeah. play ever. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I'm, I'm baffled. I'm baffled by it. I, I honestly, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, is it open to interpretation from the, from the guys in the VAR box? Is it open to interpretation from the referee over what's Are interfering or not? Because that is clearly interfering. You're standing in the way, slow, decelerating. You're decelerating into a defender. So he can't get to the ball and you're allowing your teammate to go and hit it. That's interfering from an offside He's position. literally blocking the defenders off. He's blocking the defender off. So I, I don't know. I mean, is it fixing? Is that a fix? Because, you know, every single piece of evidence to suggest it is a fix is there. I so mean, I don't, it's, it's very, very strange. I'm and it happens at home. But I'm not going to sit here and say the league's fixed, but it's falling into place very nicely for you. Um, but it no, it is it is so confusing. And then there's the argument. That first goal doesn't happen. That second goal doesn't happen because yep. they don't have that momentum and blah, 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 blah. But honestly, it you there was Trent the next day was, or the same day, but later in the day, actually, was um, a ball was passed to him and he was offside. He completely missed it and it went for a throw and it was flagged for offside. And it's like, Trent's not even near the ball and the ball's yeah. gone out for a throw to the opposition and he's still been flagged offside. But Rashford can single-handedly allow a goal to be scored, yeah. being in a clear offside position. Yeah, it's just mental. And uh, I, on, I'm I'm confused. I'm so confused. But, yeah. you know, Manchester won that. Liverpool, on the other hand. Oh, they're done. It's over. wasn't ideal for them, was it? It's over. 3-0 defeat to Brighton. Brighton were dominant completely dominant and mm. I was speaking to another mate uh, who supports Chelsea uh, believe it or not who stole their manager Grant, uh, Grant Potter and we were actually very surprised how much better or mu- not much better but how good Brighton have continued to be without Graham Potter because that was I think at the time of uh, him moving I think we both said that we were worried for Brighton because we thought it was all Graham Potter yeah we did no no, it's not. That is just a good football team. They've been brilliant. Um, I don't know what the problem is at Liverpool. Honestly, I, do, I don't know. Can you can you pinpoint an issue with them? No. No, I they're can't. Just, they're, just I don't know not in, they're just not in good form. I, I, I don't think you can even pinpoint a single player that's 
kind of doing well and dragging the team along. It's just they're all performing badly. It's it's Klopp has got this like seventh season thing. I don't know what it is. I think Deserby deserves a massive amount of credit for the job he's doing at Brighton. You know, we did think it was kind of, you know, he's not their Graham Potter merchants. Yeah, but you know, I'd say they've got better since Potter left. To be honest, and we're all seeing how Graham Potter's doing at Chelsea. So yeah. you know, um, but no, Brighton are just doing absolutely phenomenal. Um, I think you've got them soon, or have you had? Them. Uh, we've got them soon. I think we've got them. Have we got them next? So that will be a tricky game for Pretty you. Sure. That won't be easy. Oh, oh. Uh, oh no, we must have played them already. We haven't got them for a while. No, okay. Well, oh, we won four two. We won four two, didn't we? Oh, it was that game. Yeah, yeah. that was a tricky game then. That was because a tricky that could have very easily gone the other way. Very easily gone the other way. But uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's just difficult. I think. Uh, Obviously, I'm not fearful of Liverpool supporters anymore because I live in Leeds. But um, but yeah, no, it's in in some way it's quite sad to see how far they've fallen. Um, Darwin Nunes will go down as the worst signing in Liverpool history. No, he won't. He will. No, he won't. He is tragically bad. He does a lot. Of, yes, he misses a lot, but he does do a lot for the team as well. He is tragically awful. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you do. Do you, do you blow that team up at the end of the season? Do you get rid of Klopp? I mean, he signed on for another two years, I think, hasn't he? Can't so get rid of Klopp. Can't get rid of Klopp. Can't get rid of Klopp. What do you do? What do you what do you, what do you do if you're Liverpool right now? What do you do? Cry. Cry? Um, no, but genuinely, like they're not even having much worse of a season than us. Right. Like they're, they're just not. Like, they're just underperforming, I think. And I think this is what this these types of performances from the likes of you, Liverpool, Chelsea, is giving all, you the league. Is what is giving us the league. Yeah, no, it is. It is. It hurts, but it is. Um, Chelsea, obviously, as you said, are doing horribly. They did win this weekend, um, but they are having a terrible season as well. Uh, Bournemouth, I want to speak about. They lost to Brentford. Brentford yeah. Did you see the penalty decision? I didn't see the penalty decision, no. Okay. I mean, VAR's not gone Bournemouth's way at all this season. I'll watch it live, shall I? But what? Sinesi hmm. a bit stupid in this scenario. As I came, she's going to watch it and react to it. Sinesi is a bit stupid in the sense that he does pull down Ivan Tony, or I think it's Tony. I can't remember who it is. But he is quite clearly like he doesn't have a choice. He's Tony's holding him in that scenario. Uh, so I okay. don't know how it's been given as a penalty. Oh, right, here we go. Here we go. Ooh. There's one angle that I mean, really shows quite, it. Yeah, I mean that's quite straight. Like from the from the regular TV angle, it looks pretty straightforward. Yeah. Wait till the replays come. Oh yeah, there. no, yeah, no, absolutely. Like Sonesi can't let go. He is yeah, literally uh, stuck. Yeah, t- Tony's been really smart there, though. So yeah, Tony's been clever. Sonesi has been stupid to then put his arm around Tony's him. Been, Tony's been really but, smart. Ultimately, VAR, I don't know how it's looked at it and gone, yeah, that's a clear penalty. Because I yeah, don't think yeah. it is. I agree. No, I, I I think it is a penalty, to be honest. I think it is a penalty, but I think it's just been... It's like a clever dive, in a way. Mm. Because there is definite contact there, and Tony has made it look like it's been instigated by the defender. Yeah, um, but it's actually been instigated. But it's it's smart. I, I I can't really. It's one of those. It's one of those ones where you're like, okay, I can see why you've you've done that, and I can yeah. see also why the referee's given it. So, yeah, well played, my play, um, well played, Ivan Tony. Gary O'Neill was in. <laughs> did Did you hear um? Did you hear Gary Lineker's comment on it on Match of the Day? The penalty is like oh, when Tony gets a penalty, you put your house on him scoring it. In fact, he probably did. He probably did. <laughs> Allegedly, <laughs> just like thought you won that. Um, no, Gary O'Neill is in is in trouble in that job. Basically, the fans are not with him at all. It's hard to tell if the team are with him. Bournemouth have got Forest at home this weekend. That could be the last time I watch yeah, Gary no, O'Neill manage lose- Bournemouth. Yeah, no, I think if he loses that, he's gone. Genuinely, if he doesn't. I wouldn't surprise me if he's gone anyway, even if he wins it at this point, because just he has been so bad. And it's not even you when teams play well and lose, you look at a fixture and you're like, well, there's clearly something there. 
but they just look lost, Bournemouth. Like, they have no system. I saw a tweet earlier from a Bournemouth fan, and he said, at least new signings won't have any problems fitting into the system, because there isn't one. Yeah. And it's I'm like, not- you're not wrong. I mean, it's just, it's very it's very difficult, I think, because we, we said when they appointed Gary O'Neill, we both said it's because of a lack of options. Yeah. So it's, it's they've literally, I think, during his interim as, you know, as kind of, as, as the manager in waiting, as it were, um, I think he was literally just, uh, it, it shows that he was just making it up as he goes along <laughs> and it was working. It was kind of working. So he was like, oh, okay, cool. The moment he, I think the moment he's <laughs> try become manager, I think he's, uh, he's either tried something behind the scenes or he's gone, right, I can make this my team now. And his system is so poor that it doesn't look like he has a system. <laughs> yeah, but it, that is that is just true. That is just true. And I mean, it's easy to say when you're sat on the sidelines and I'm sat there watching it, typing away on my laptop, tweeting, and it's easy to spot these things. But it's like, it's so obvious what he needs to do, but he doesn't do it. Like they've got Sariki Dembele on the bench, who they signed from Peterborough or Portsmouth, one of the two. I should probably know that. Um, and every time he comes on, he affects the game every single time and he does not start and it's and you know he's in his interviews and he's sort of like oh we need like attacking players and you literally have one you have one and you're not starting him you can't complain about what you've got when you don't use what you've got and it's just, oh, I, I don't know if it's an experience I don't know what it is and yes managing a prem team is your first job is huge but it's just a bit too early for him I think I just yeah I think uh, yeah, it was a They're poor also without Solanke, and that's massive loss yeah. for them. I think, honestly, I'd probably, I'd probably say, because obviously they had a lack of options before they appointed Gary O'Neill, so I'm not sure. You know, that team is is proper poor, so I'm not sure they'll have any options now. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. Is there any names being floated around? I don't really keep up with Bournemouth, but not. Really? I mean, I saw someone say Harry Redknapp was, uh, they want Harry Redknapp back and that's not going to happen. The man's retired, do you, Reece? So, so, I mean, um, is it is it implausible to say that they'll just hang on to him until the end of the year? I mean, they're going to get relegated anyway. Well, the thing is, they might not. This is the thing, like, if they, Bill Foley has gone in an interview and he said, we're not getting relegated. To say that and then get relegated is a PR catastrophe. So he's going to have to do all he can to to stay up now. And yes, they're signing players. They've signed someone from France. I've forgotten his name already. They want Dan Juma back, which will be a sensational signing for them if he comes back. I don't think he will because he is too good for the club. And the only reason he'd come back is he's been there before and he loves the club. But I don't know. I'm I'm honestly I'm trying to think. I feel like the Bielsa ships sailed. Yeah, that's gone. Who else do you go for? Dean Smith's just been sat by Norwich because he was awful. You're not going to go anywhere near him or other championship managers. Like Ralph Harsenhutl, potentially. I don't I honestly I don't know who's there and who can possibly go for it. I mean, if Poch wants to go, fantastic. That's fine. But he won't. <laughs> so I honestly don't know. Like I'm sat I'm sat here trying to think of names and I've got nothing. Um, I've genuinely got nothing. Like I can't think of anyone other than Marcelo Bielsa that's, I mean, that's I, free I, right now. I, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think. I mean, how long was his contract? Do we even know that? Eighteen months with the option to extend. Which, when you give someone an eighteen-month contract, it's clearly saying we know you're not going to be here for long. Yeah, you're not going to be here for long. But um, but yeah, I mean, I think yeah, they're a bit doomed at the moment. But um, but anyway, um, I just want to talk about quickly. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, so sorry if I completely and utterly butcher it. Um, Mudrick? Mudrick? Do you know about Mudrick? Do I know about Mudrick? I don't know. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yeah. Don't Mudrick. know why my mind blank. Yeah, him, yeah. Huh. yeah. What a weird transfer. Yeah, very weird transfer. Um, we basically had him in the bag um, for a bit. Um, I mean, I don't know how we fumbled it, but obviously... Chelsea must have offered him something incredible. But um sensational player and he was pretty much set on coming to Arsenal. Uh and then Chelsea stole him at the last possible second, which is a little bit annoying. Um <laughs> but uh but yeah, he's been given an 8-year contract. Ridiculous. But 
I don't understand. I really don't get it why Chelsea are doing this because this is obviously a new a new, a new initiative from their owner to give young but you know you don't know how these players are going to turn out. You know, just because they've played well somewhere else. Ooh, hang on a minute. Oh, I'm phoning me. Is this Mudrick? Hang on, bear with. Go for it. Hello, how are you? Hello. Um, I'm in the middle of a podcast right now. Can I phone you back when I finished? Oh, okay. Thanks. What do you make of the North London Derby result? Are you happy or sad? Um, I'm a bit in the middle, to be honest. What? Not the correct <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Have you checked the result? No. Oh, oh, the Spurs lost 2 0. Um, that's bad luck. Yeah, it was. Right, I'll call you back when I finished. Okay, be good. Be send your letters. Oh, always very polite. All right, bye. <laughs> uh, classic mother. Um, what were we saying? I was talking about Mudrick, but I think I keep on butchering his name, but uh, so we'll probably get that in the comments, but I don't care. Um, yeah, Chelsea keep giving these players, these really unknown players, very long-term contracts. Um, not sure what the scouting report is, but, um, you know, it's, it's strange. It's a strange one. It almost seems like, I mean, it's not, I'm assuming it's not this anyway, but it, it almost gives off the impression that Todd Bowley has no clue what he's doing and he sees a big team go for a player and he goes, oh, they must be somewhat decent. We'll go and get them. But but, but when a player has clearly gone, oh, I love Arsenal, Arteta, fantastic coach, and then he signs for their rivals, it's like, you clearly don't want to be there. I mean, yeah, I, I'm just trying to read. I'm just trying to read up on... I've literally never heard of the guy. And now you're paying like a hundred million or something for him, eighty-five million, whatever I it mean, is. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was a lot of money. But um, the team he's come from, uh, Shakhtar Donetsk, is that I mean, you that, that was even worse than the name, Shakhtar Donetsk. Shakhtar Donetsk. Um, they have pledged. I don't know if this is part of it. Uh, he's from the Ukraine, um, and they've pledged twenty-two million to the Ukraine war effort after Chelsea transfer. Um, I don't know if that was part of it, but um, but yeah, he's been given an eight and a half year deal. That's crazy. I mean, when you think like he could come to this league and be phenomenal, and I'm going to use Deli Ali as an example here. When he came to Spurs and he lit the Premier League up like like no one's seen, and his numbers were just unbelievable, and they haven't been beaten since. They probably won't for a long time. The way he came from League One to the Prem. But his fall off is insane. It would have been really easy to give him a lifetime contract then. Yeah. But you can't risk it. Like, thank God we didn't give him an eight-year contract then. Because now we'd be stuck right now. We would be absolutely stuck. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a risk. I honestly don't get it at all. It's a massive risk. And especially in the Premier League. Especially in the Premier League. Because this is the toughest league in the world to just come into if you're from from another country or from another league. Mm-hmm. Um, because it does add up, you know. Can you can you perform at the Bernabeu? Yes, but can you do it? You know, in a rainy day in Bournemouth, probably not. Probably not. You probably can't do it perform the same. So you know, it's it's very different. Mm-hmm. It is very different. But um, but yeah, I mean, I don't want to list him as a flop. Obviously, I haven't seen much of him. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, when you give someone an eight and a half year deal with a top club like Chelsea, not really at the moment, but um it does put an extra amount of pressure on them. So we'll see. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, in terms of Tottenham transfer targets, we're still apparently going after Pedro Porro. And it's so frustrating. His release clause is 45 million. And there's not really any player in the world that suits a Conte system better than him. And Daniel Levy's still not paying it. 45 million is not a lot of money in today's transfer market. Poro's like 23. He's not even that old. Just pay it. It's so infuriating as a Spurs fan when we want something and we just get told to make do with someone else. And we're now going after Dumfries, who's not a bad player, but he's not Poro. Hmm. There is n- I can't think of a single player that suits Conte's system better than Pedro Poro. We played against him in the Champions League and he was unbelievable. 
Spend the money. It's not even much money in the context. I don't get it. And we bid for Trossard something like 15 million. That's insulting to, to Trossard. Like, I mean, yeah, we're leading we're leading the way with Trossard, apparently. That's the latest from BBC. But um... And this is what I mean. It's like you say, like, is like, Conte and Conte. I get so frustrated talking about stuff like this because it's so annoying as a Spurs fan. Every Spurs fan will sympathise with me. And it's like Conte and Conte out. Like, Conte's not the problem. The problem is he's not getting anything yes he needs to change a bit but when you're providing him with useless tools like it's like telling him to sort of dig a hole in the garden with concrete and giving him a spoon yeah dig the hole it's like he he will do it eventually yeah but if you're not giving him the tools he need give him the tools he needs it speeds the process up so much give him a chainsaw he can do a hole easily and it's a like chainsaw? do you dig your holes with jane no chain- bad example <laughs> shut up <laughs> It's so infuriating. It really, really is. But uh, but yeah, no, I I, I would sympathise. But you're a Spurs fan, so mm, you simply could not care less, could you? Um, should we should we uh, should we do the the fixtures for this week? Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace play United on Wednesday. United aren't out the title race yet, but they they are scarily well. If we'd have lost to you. Um, they were probably two games away from being in the title fight. Yeah, um, and they've got to play you, yeah. And we ha- and they have to play us again. Um, Crystal Palace could do us a massive favour. Again, will they though? Very I don't think they will. Crystal Palace. I think at the start of the year, we I th- I said that I think they were going to be pretty good this year. They haven't held up at a all. Top six, you said. I said a top six. What are you saying? I said a top six mainly because they're managed by an Arsenal legend. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it hasn't really held up. Um, and I think Man United could probably just title that up a draw, uh, a, a draw, a win uh, already. Uh, and then Thursday, hmm. your Thursday. week a little bit worse. Yeah. I mean, I'm hoping we have our annual win at the Etihad on Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, that, that, but, again, that would help us massively. This is the problem. It would help you. I don't so want to help if, you. If you could, that would be that would be. Um, no, I'm at the point now where, to be honest, I don't really care what you do. I just we need to focus on our own season. Yes, I don't want you to win the league, but I'm not. I'm not sitting here and saying I don't want to win a game because it helps you. Like I can't sit here and say that. I want to. I, yeah, I think I think there's too many games left right now for 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 either of us to be like, oh, I don't want you to win yeah. one game or lose one game because it will help the other team. It's it it doesn't make sense at this point in the season. Um bear in mind we are still with we're, we're 20 games away. Yeah. From a Premier League title. So we are we are still there is still a very long way to go. Um so I am yeah, I'm I'm definitely not saying that we're champions just yet. No. I mean if this was the last game of the season, we were playing City, City win, they win the title and you don't. We win, it means nothing. Like we're secured mm. fourth or fifth or whatever, we secured a position. Yeah. Then I'm looking at it differently. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah, I actually don't want to win this game. But the point of this season we're at, like I'm I can't say that. I yeah. cannot say that at all. I mean, um, just put it in perspective, we are we are pretty much you know, four, we're four games away from finishing, from going second. Like, when you put it like that, when we're four games away. And in, oh, right, yeah, okay. And in the Premier League, and in the Premier League, you know, four, losing four games in a row isn't difficult. It only takes a, la- a, lap of, a lack of, you know, performance and judgment for that to yeah. happen. It doesn't I mean, take much. Yeah, you could have... You could have lost yesterday. It's not inconceivable. It's not the fact you didn't come and wipe the floor with Tottenham. No. You took your chances and we didn't. That's what it is. It's not inconceivable that you lost the game. That's exactly. one. You've lost to United already. You might lose them again. Two, City, City. That's already four. It's yep. so quick that it could happen. No, exactly. And I think, um, yeah, it could, it could definitely still happen. But, um, but we do have another big test uh, coming up, which is obviously Sunday and we play Man United once again. Yeah. Our only our only loss of the season. Uh we have if to you didn't we have that loss. Time. I would be so stressed right now. <laughs> you were sat here going, we're gonna go invincible again. <laughs> that would be sensational. But um nightmare. I'm actually quite happy that that's out the window. 
You think you're happy? No, genuinely, I'm actually quite happy that like the invincible like uh that record isn't like hanging over us. I don't think you're happy, but I think it's one less thing you to worry about. Because it because it's like because I feel like if we went invincible up to this point, uh, we we would be like, oh, we want to try and go invincible instead of we want to try and win a Premier League title. Right now, I think all of our goals is a Premier League title or getting up as high as we can. Yeah. I I still am not 100% sure we'll win a Premier League title. I'm I'm still far from 100% sure because Man City are Man City and they could and Haaland could literally score six goals a game for the rest of the season because he's a robot. Um and obviously yeah, it, it it's it's going to be yeah, weird. But can we beat Man United at home? Absolutely. Um yeah, you can. You can. It will be a good game to watch, I think. Both of you play lovely very football, so I think it will be a very good game to watch. Um, a name that I have meant to say when we were talking about the Bournemouth thing, which, sorry to go back to it, but I've just remembered, David Moyes is on the brink at West Ham. If really? they can get David Moyes in, that's a sensational appointment for them. I could see that. It's not impossible. No, I could see that's actually... It's unlikely, but it's not impossible. No, but that's actually a decent... That's a, a decent manager, decent name would probably bring in some players because mm. it's a name that they can point to and go, oh, okay, I've heard he's quite good. Or even um, like a Bruno Large or something. That, yeah. You know, he's just left Wolves. Yeah. yeah I'm thinking so, of them now we've finished yeah. the conversation. Yeah, now that, now that the conversation was about 10 minutes ago, now you've brought them up. But, um, yeah, it's not but yeah, might have to edit this so it just puts it together a little bit. But um, but we don't edit on this show, so it's fine. What's an um, edit? <laughs> what's an edit? But um, I was just looking at the fixture list, actually. Obviously, United play Crystal Palace Wednesday and then they've got us on Sunday. We haven't got a game. We've only got Man United this week. Oh, good. Um, so we'll be nice and nice and rested, which will be, which will be lovely. But, um, and yeah, and Crystal Palace will run them ragged. That is one thing that Crystal Palace do is they tend to beat up their opponents. Um, yeah. yeah, they do. Mm, I don't know. Um Another point that I meant to mention earlier, which is why we should really script these shows, but we don't. Um, I think, I think, (laughs) I think, I think, um, yes, Haaland has scored a stupid number of goals this season. And you're not going to agree with this because you're stupid. But I think this season has sort of shown Harry Kane is a better footballer than Erling Haaland. Haaland is just a better number nine right in front of goal. Like, Haaland is just invisible when he doesn't get a chance created and he will literally touch the ball twice and score two goals. Harry Kane technically is a significantly better football than Erling Haaland. Haaland is just there and a sensational finisher, I would say. But you hate Harry Kane, so you're probably not going to agree with me. Um... When Haaland drops deep and pings a 40-yard pass to land perfectly at the feet of De Bruyne, who finishes it first time, I might take it back. No, but until it, then, no. It's no because that's contextual. That's contextual because that is because. Okay, I'm going to say something really controversial now. Oh. Um, I mean, you said Allison is one of the best keepers in the world right now. Yeah. Does him being the best keeper in the world make him a better football player than Harry Kane? Because of his, he's he's. Unbelievable. No, that's stupid. Because no, Kane no, and both play up no, front for their team. No, right. Is no, because it's contextual again. Because Kevin De Bruyne is a better footballer than Harry Kane. Because he's a better he's a better passer than Harry Kane is. So you're just because Harry Kane's no, not supposed to do the Because as a striker, as a striker, Haaland is a better striker than Harry Kane is. I don't know. I don't know. Haaland is a better striker than Harry Kane is. I, I don't. You, you can't. You can't justify that. You can't. <laughs> you can't, can't hear what you said. Say that again. Harry Haaland is a better striker right now than Harry Kane is. Kane can't, that City team gets just as many that. goals as Haaland's got. But I, no, I don't think he fits in the same way. He fits in better, way no, better. I don't think he does. Haaland. Haaland has. Man City are comfortably worse this season than they have been the last few, yes or no? And there's one thing that's changed, and that's the addition of an out-and-out number nine. He is sensational, but he's made that team worse overall. 
I don't know if I agree. He has. I feel like I, you've sprung this on me, Dan. I don't know. Sorry. I I just um, City are not what they have been the last few years. They have to adapt to a whole new system. Yes, Haaland is getting goal after goal after goal and tapping after tapping after tapping. But as a team, they are worse than they have been because of it. If it ain't break, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't know about that. But how does how does Harry Kane fix that though? How does Harry Kane make that thing better? Because Kane isn't Kane won't stay in the box all game and wait for chances. Kane will create the chances. Kane will blend into like a sort of ten, even like a number eight, number ten, number nine role. But Man City don't need that. That's basically what they've been using for the last few years. They don't need that. They need someone to literally score the tap in because they have De Bruyne. Got worse, no. I don't think they have got worse. I think in I think you've I think, got better, yes. But it's but it's taken time, remember? Like we haven't added a few players and we've got significantly better very very quickly. It's taken time. Mm. I think yeah. Man City, I think you know, they've That's been they've been you. they've been absolutely sensational in periods. And I think I think the relationship between Haaland and Man City is strong and is only going to get stronger, but it's just taking time for him to adapt to English football and Pep's Pep system. I don't think they're worse. I think they've made a change, a massive change this year that they're slowly adapting to. The thing I would compare it to, though, is I would say Kane in that City team would score just as many as Erling Haaland. Haaland in that Spurs team is getting nothing near Harry Kane numbers. He's not even getting close because we don't create chances. Whereas Kane is literally everything. I just feel like Kane would get in get in the way in Man City. I don't I don't mean that in like a like a bad way. I feel like he he'd do what he try and tries to do at Tottenham and he'd try and do everything. And I think he'd get in the way of Kevin De Bruyne, he'd get in the way of Phil Foden, he'd get in the way of Bernardo Silva, he'd get in the way of the playmakers. Because when he only really needs to score goals. The reason that he drops deep for Spurs and for England is because if he waits in the box, he doesn't get chances. In terms of in front of goal, him and Haaland, one-on-one with a keeper, all day of the week, best players in the Premier League at that. If he could just stay there for City, he would still get, I would say, as many as Haaland would. He only drops deep for Spurs in England because, one, he is sensational at it, and two, no one's creating chances for him. He creates a chance. If he could ping a pass to himself and finish it, that'd be fantastic. But he can't because he's not Usain Bolt. I don't know. We might have to put this to the uh, to the listeners and see what they think because that's a that's an interesting discussion. Actually, I feel uh, it's easy. It's easy to look at at the stats and go. Harlan scored twenty one. Yeah. Kane scored. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. One hundred percent. I say Harlan's better, but um, I don't think he is. But I think it's. I think it is contextual so yeah I'll leave I it I mean there. yeah the, the, the argument of Alisson and Kane is irrelevant well no because you can't, no, you, very can't say, like, you can't say I don't know I, it's very difficult because at their job they're supposed to do like they're both strikers so yeah. their 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 value their worth should be measured by scoring goals that's what their value should be measured by Obviously, it's it's not. It shouldn't be that. But that's All what it is. But that's what game. it is. Is Kane? I would say, quite comfortably as well. Well, well, passing obviously, passing Kane has it, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, Haaland could grow. Other than that, sensational at all of these. But other other than that, what else is Haaland worse at than Harry Kane? Well, what else is there? There's like. Well, obviously Holland, I'd say I'd say right now Haaland is a better goal scorer, a better striker of the ball. I don't know if you he's put the definitely two of them more in one position who's more like they're almost identical. I'd say. Well, he's definitely more athletic. A hundred percent, just because he's younger though. Harry Kane has never had the pace or the strength of Erling Haaland. Don't he's even. Never had, he's had the strength. He's never had the pace. Kane don't, is. Deceptively strong with his body, yeah. But I'm I'm meaning like physically, like physically strong. Because ninety percent of Harry Kane's strength is his positioning. 
his hold-up play is 90% positioning. Because yeah, Jesus, the way he holds up the ball, he's not he's not strong. That's just good positioning. Does he hold up the ball? Yeah. Okay. He does great. He's, uh, okay, Lacazette, when he used to hold up the ball for us. He's not strong. Back in the day. Back in the day. But, uh, yeah, that's what I like. I think you can only point to passing, which is a significant category that Harry Kane is better than Haaland at. I mean, ultimately, it is like referring back to that Rio Ferdinand meme where it's like, why are you comparing two amazing things? Just enjoy them both because they are just both incredible at what they do. But it was just an interesting point that I thought I would uh, interesting. I'd interesting. put forwards and it's good to a fairly civil discussion. Yeah. I think I think I've been quite kind about Harry Kane, to be honest. Surprisingly, yeah. I thought you were going to shut me down instantly, no. given how much you hate him. No, I've been I've been quite kind. Um, none none of them are as good as Richarlison, of course. But uh, no, okay, shut up now. Right, he, I do want him to start instead of Son against oh, City. So in the the Jesus Christ, you hate him, and I love I him. Hate him. But anyway, um. Yeah, anyway, other fixtures. Are we doing the weekends as well, or are we just doing the weeks? Are we we'll do the, uh, we'll do the, is there much on the weekend? I mean, it's just us, isn't it? And then uh, Man City, Wolves, and Leeds. Liverpool, Chelsea is a big game. Oh, I didn't early. see that one. I've just breezed past it. <laughs> That's um, the early kickoff. That's um, bad versus badder. That's shit versus shitter, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, that is, yeah, it will be a sensationally poor game of football. Or will it be so bad that it actually turns out to be good? <laughs> Will it be a goal? He's missed. He's a Bamiyang. He's missed. Yeah. Or will it be? Or will it be? Or will it just be a goal fest? Because neither defense can do anything. No, it won't be a goal fest. No. I'm I'm going very low scoring. Nil nil. One nil. Kind of. If it's nil nil, that would be sensational. That Um, would be absolutely brilliant. We've got Monday night football as well against Fulham, which is I'm not looking forward to that fixture. We beat them pretty comfortably when in the reverse fixture when they were at our place. Um, but Fulham have played a game more, but they're two points behind us. Yeah. That's not a lot of points. Like yeah. Fulham have had a sensational season. Uh, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting. Just but, got a bad uh, feeling Vinicius is going to come back to haunt us. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, as I said, Bournemouth are at home to Forest and that could quite comfortably be Gary O'Neill's last game in charge, I think, which is sad, but, Hey ho, right. Anything else you wanted to mention before we finish what has actually been quite a long episode today? No, that's absolutely fine. I am I'm all talked out. <laughs> talked out. You've yeah. uh, had enough of bigging up your team, have you? I've exhausted it. Yeah, I've exhausted it. But that's uh, that's me done now. That's me done. Good. And yeah. uh, Arsenal are still top of the Premier League. Yeah. Never Great. get tired of that. Um Rafa Benitez has another good name for the Bournemouth job. Um anyway, yeah, that is all I wanted to talk about I didn't want to talk about any of it actually funny enough um but yeah we lost another North London derby first season in six seven years you've done the double over us and I decided let's start a podcast yeah good idea good idea (sighs) never mind anyway thank you for listening we'll see you next week and hopefully we're both in a good mood thank you for listening goodbye